Are we live? We live, I think we're live. We're live, I know it's telling my followers. I don't like calling y'all followers, I call you fam. So love, fam, what's going on? Angie, what's up? It's your man Dean Edwards, that's Cuzzo. Star, what's up? I see you. Still gotta do that video, I didn't forget. <laughs> Tenery, what's going on, Alexis? Mike Chapo, Ginger Faden. Um, yes, the naturals are big and growing and, and bouncing. Jean-Paul, what's going on, man? Blessings, thanks for having me on. Check out my man Jean-Paul Comedy. He does a, a funny show every uh, every Sunday night. Make sure you follow him. A very funny show. Tonight um, on the Father Muckin Protocol, we have a uh, great show. Heidi, what's going on? Shout out to my Boston Comedy Club crew. Uh, Maya DiGiorgio, Masavia Greer, Yumi, what's going on? Tina Delfino, I see you. Um, yeah, we have a great episode tonight. Thank you for everybody. <laughs> nah, I promise I'll get that in. <laughs> KBK, uh, KBK Pick, what's going on? Jen Stevens, what's up? Um, yeah, I have a good friend of mine. They're all good friends. Let me explain something to y'all. Um, reason we have uh, such great shows is because I have great friends that are willing to come on and chop it up with me for, um, for you know, an hour or three like J.B. Smooth. Gina Penn, Gina Penn Easy, what's going on? Um, you love my laugh. I love you for laughing at it. Thank you. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, shout out to everybody that uh, was was tuned in last week with uh, with Jim Gaff again. We had a great time with Jimmy Gaff last week. Um, some upcoming guests next week. We have a good friend of mine, very funny uh, comic. Um, check out her special uh, single black female. Marina Franklin will be on Keith Robinson. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> What's up, Keith, man? Uh, you know what? J Keith Robinson, one of the funniest cats in the game, and also one, one of my uh, good friends in this game uh, that's been been not only supportive, but been, has been a mentor to us young young comedians since he was Pudgem. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ginger. I preach. I'm glad I bring so much joy. Um, just trying to give, not trying, doing, there's no try. Do or do not. There is no tribe. Um, like I said, Marina Franklin's on next week. Uh, Black Girls with Accents, make sure you follow their page. Great, great uh, podcast. Um, Marina Franklin next week. I have my man. Um, then we have an SNL block. I have an SNL block of uh, some of my friends that actually have been on SNL um, either with me or at different times. Uh, my man Finesse Mitchell is going to be on on uh, Monday, July 27th. And just confirmed earlier today, my man uh, Jay Farrell will be on on uh, the first Monday in August. I believe that's August. Is it August 3rd? Somebody check, double check. I see you. Um, Donna, what's going on? Uh, just the Princess, what's going on? Um, and oh, you know what? I didn't play. I didn't. You know what? I'll play it when 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 Chris comes on um, tonight. Um, I, I'll rehash re rehash um, when when he comes on. But this next cat we have on tonight, uh, talented comedian, talented uh, uh, host. Talented producer, talented writer. Um, he's a taskmaster 
in in the realm of entertainment in the world of Hollywood, uh, my man Chris Spencer. I first uh, became familiar with him on a TV show. How many of y'all remember the TV show Vibe? Remember back in the days after after Chris uh, after Chris after Arsenio's show was no longer on the air. Then every network ran and scrambled. They were like, "We need we need black." We need someone black on TV late at night, huh? Um, yeah, yeah, Chris Chris did his thing on uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. Good friend of Jamie Foxx's as well, which we're going to get into tonight. Um, well, Chris was the was the host. Um, he hosted Quincy Jones's Vibe. Funny Christine, what's going on? Tell Aaron and the baby I said, what's up? I just uh, I just was watching the video when you brought the uh, brought the baby to Stand Up New York, um, <laughs> and me, uh, you, and Yamanika were hanging out. <laughs> yes, yes, Alexis, vibe, vibe. Remember that song by R. Kelly? V no, it was R. Kelly in the public announcement. Vibe, vibe, vibe. You, who stopped the press? Really turned me on. <laughs> Tracy Lord, I see what's going on. Uh, Reyes Dillinger, what's going on? Games, Ames, I see you. Thanks for hanging out. Um, we're still waiting for my man, Chris. Chris Spencer will be in the building because I just texted him. Christine Straightforward, I see you. Um, uh, he's 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 on his way because I texted him a half hour, no, 40 minutes ago, and he said, cool. So if y'all see him and I happen to be yapping as it happens, just give me a finger pointing up saying, Chris is here. Rob Stapleton in the building. Yo, Rob, give us the name of the movie again, man. I forgot. Um, Rob Stapleton's movie. Rob, another good friend of mine, funny, talented comedian slash writer. Um, he was a, he was uh, a guest on here about a month and a half ago, and um, and and he actually he has his his uh, his movie debut that he wrote. Um, Rob, did you direct it too? Yeah, the the stuff. That's it. Y'all make sure you check out the stuff um, on Vimeo. Um, pay for it because it's still cheaper than most of the movies that are coming out on uh, on on Netflix and Amazon and whatnot, where you gotta pay $20. Nah, I'm not paying $20 for a movie. If it's Rob's movie, I will pay $20 because that's my friend, huh? Aaron, speak, what up, Aaron? Last time I saw Aaron was in Florida, I see you wrote, wrote and produced, yes. Rob Stapleton, writer, not only a comedian, but a talented writer and producer. Looking forward to seeing his, his dream realized. Um, on screen, man. I look forward to seeing it. Give us, give us the date when it, uh, when it drops. Real, 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 Miss Nita. Thank you for hanging out. July twentieth. So that, so y'all got a week. Y'all got a week from tonight. All right. Here's what you do next week. All right. All right? I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my Charlie Murphy voice. All right. All right. Here's what you do. All right. Next week, watch Rob's movie at eight o'clock. And then come hang out with me and Marina at 11 o'clock, all right? Make sure get it right. Do, do your thing. Check out my man Rob Stapleton's The Stuff. Somebody go to Chris Spencer's page and tell him, hey, yo, Chris, Dean is waiting for you to check in, all right? <laughs> what if, what if, you know what, I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in Eddie Murphy uh, mode right now. Um, Susan Cochran was going on. 
Um, yeah, what what if what if, how many of y'all were here a couple weeks away with Russell Peters? Oh, Christina movies she saw it. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. So y'all make sure um big fan, supportive comedy, straightforward, says it's good, then it's good. So y'all make sure you go check out his movie next week. Secret Coders Academy, I see you. Thanks for coming back through. Yeah, Rob, text Chris and tell that fool <laughs> to stop to, to, to stop Jay. You know it's funny, you probably watch it. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make him uh, sweat a little bit. Um, Carol buys Carol what's going on. Chris got caught in the, in the kitchen delivering traffic. I know you ain't never lied, Jean-Paul. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you know what I was saying? I was saying, what if, I was saying in Eddie Murphy's voice, you know what, 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 it would be, it would be crazy, right? If, if, if Chris did like, like, like Russell Peters did, uh, what, what, I think it was, um, it was like three, was it three, maybe four weeks ago, where Russell Peters, Russell, he didn't forget, but he forgot, um, and he made sure that, that, that he checked in, but it took him like 25 minutes, so I promise I'm not gonna talk to y'all for 25 minutes, when all else fails, do a Denzel impression, huh? <laughs> when all else fails in life, Make sure you have a death. No, you know what I feel like doing? You know what? Hello, my loves. Hello, I was, um, so I'm in Monique mode right now. And I'm here to tell y'all something right now. Make sure you go to Monique's page and check out She Just Barbecued Watermelon. I ain't never heard of that in my life, but people do that. Now, make sure you check out Monique's page. Tell him Dean Edwards sent you over there because Monique, who who's she's she's not a big big girl now she's just a little big she's 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 just she's just a little round huh but she still she she can't she can't really call y'all y'all skinny women skinny bitches anymore because she's getting there herself but it's all it's it's all good what well, how come. Monique always look like she's ready to tell somebody something. Let, let me tell you something. But I love how she says, Chris says someone tried to lock into his page and now his page is messed up. Are you serious? <laughs> Yo, that'd be crazy. <coughs> Chris, so Rob said, Chris says someone tried to lock into his page now. And his page is messed up. Yo, that's crazy. He's trying to handle it and get to me now. Hey, well, that's, you know what? That's, um, that's why we have technical issues. I mean, you know, this, this is what we do. Huh? Shoot more in the building. Choose the man in the building. Let me ask y'all, how y'all been dealing with, um, how y'all been dealing with, you know, not only Corona, but also the, or COVID, the, the pandemic, but also just, uh, you know, the, everything going on in the world. You know, we, we get into so many laughs on this show that um we don't get to i don't get to read a lot of your comments fisher fam i see what's going on um you know how y'all holding up i'm holding up by it man you know every 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 you take it one day at a time huh i i suggest to everybody uh he's texting me now telling me to tell you he's still trying to handle that okay okay rob i appreciate you fam let him let him know we we are we are patiently waiting for a track to explode on the stunning you want and it has to get over on. Um yeah, how how's everybody holding on? Um uh, he technically he's probably sleeping. Well he can't sleep if he's texting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sucks, but you know what else are we gonna do? Y'all get to look at my beautiful head, huh? I um I want you to I, I looked at a picture from uh from February. Yo, my hair grow has grown a lot. A lot more than I expected it. 
I will. I will. I'm gonna talk to y'all about this. Um, and, and Jean Paul and every comic going here, Rob. Y'all could uh, Miss, what up? What up, Miss Melly? What's going on? Um, it's been a long time since them cruises. <laughs> Nobody's on the cruises working right now. DC in the building. What's going on, Rob? Um, yeah, I was I was on my man Ali Sadiq's page uh, uh, earlier today, and people don't realize that that. You know, people always think that rappers, rappers beef, um, but I just found out that that comics beef too. You need to throw a pick in that thing, like like back in the nineties. Nah, I ain't throwing no no picks. You know, back in the nineties, I was fly. I had a little, I had a little. It wasn't a, it was a high top. I guess it was, it was a low high top. I never had the kid and kid and play joint, but I had a little low high top. And my hair, is, as you can see, is naturally curly. I'm yes, I'm flossing and flexing right now. Um, but 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 it was curly. I stumbled onto, cause for years everybody was doing. We called it the high fry, where you would you know you would get the little jerry curl up top but faded on the sides. And what I did, I I ain't feel I was cheap. Okay, <laughs> I was cheap. But I learned one day I had washed my hair and I had put Dax wax in my hair, and yo my hair was wild curly. These shows in the Minority Report make it tolerable. Thank you, Gina. I appreciate that. I'm sure Jean-Paul appreciates that, too. Um, that, that's the name of the show, the Minority Report. Check out my man Jean-Paul Comedy's page and follow him so he can give you detour, details on when to watch the Minority Report, which airs, I believe, on Sunday nights uh, on, uh, on YouTube and Facebook Live. Um, we know you're doing Secret Team Natural Tutorials. <laughs> You know what I should? I see so many people doing it. Off, you know, but people, everybody that does tutorials on their hair winds up posing with their butt uh, aimed out. Why do? Why is every woman's like when y'all take pictures? One leg is up, one knee is up, and one leg is down. That's always weird to me. You got that paddle thing. Uh, you, you know what? Um, Monroe, I do have. You know what? I think he probably uses the um, the sponge. So here's what the sponge does. All right, all right and and this is funny. <laughs> This this is what we need to do in the world to to bring people together. And what up? What up? Um, people have to understand that what what the the foam sponge brush does. It has one side sort of is forked, right? There 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 are these uh, forks that aim out, and the other side is flat, but it has circles. So when you do it, the the forks grab the uh, the hair. And as it as as you go in a circular motion, yes, I do have a bunch of them. As you go in a circular motion, um, it grabs them. And and like when you were a kid, everybody that had hair as a kid, you know, you played in your hair and you twirled it. So that's what it does. Um, I also, um, for anyone that doesn't know, Kareem Green, very funny young man, good friend of mine, Kareem Green. Mustard a bad day! Mustard a bad day! Mustard a bad day! Wanna imagine Shaq life? I see you. Um, yeah, uh, what it what it does is it gathers the hair and keeps it as you as you as you sort of brush in a circular motion, it grabs the hair and, and coils it for you. What I used to do prior to that, um, I would braid my hair um in, in uh in cornrows. I'd probably do about uh, seven to eleven cornrows back, and then as you put the cornrows in, have have whoever's putting the cornrows in. There's this there's this lotion called Motions Lotions, right? Miss um, Butter Pecan, I see you. Um, show us the grease stain on the couch. No grease stain. There ain't no Jerry curl up here. Um, now 
back in the days, though, I, I can't front. I probably ruined a couple of my friends' uh, parents. <laughs> I ruined somebody's couch back in the days. Um, yeah, you braid the hair, put the motions in, and then leave it in for like three to five days or maybe more if you don't feel like doing anything to your hair. Then when you take it out, you have wavy, you got, you got a wavy afro. It gives you the same, it gives you the same, same, actually the, the curls are, are wider. It's not as, these are tight. Daniel Mitchell, I see you was going on. Um, shout out to New York Zone. I can't see who that is. Hey, 718 Styles, what's up? Um, date night, Chris and Vanessa, okay, I see what, <laughs> I see what happened. We'll do it this way. <laughs> uh, we have Chris is telling in. I love it. As we said in the army, you you, uh, you make it happen. And Chris, is what up, it sir? Happen. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me get into What's light. Up? What's up, man? Some happened logging to my account. Hold on, Chris. I'm putting in, I'm putting in my Bluetooth family. Hold on. Right better one. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, bro. Oh, good. Yeah, something happened. Go somebody, uh, somebody tried to log into my account, and now I can't log into my account. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know what? It's it's, it's someone that's trying to hate on this podcast. That's what you know, it is. I that's think what my, it is. My, my Instagram got a coronavirus. <laughs> hey, man, well, it's all good. And I, shout out to my man, Rob Stapleton. I know Rob uh, Rob let us know what was going on here. I know he was texting. So uh, so thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate thank you, Rob. that. And, and uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Jean-Paul said Chris is on Jamaica time. Of course. Y'all yardy time. What'd you expect? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We, we make it work, man. How you been, man? Welcome. Welcome to the Funnel Monkey Protocol. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm great. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of people, are, I, I wish I could say I'm suffering like a lot of people. I was at the uh -huh. beginning because it was lonely. But now right. I can kind of get out and play some golf. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, we've kind of redecorated the backyard. So I got a little hoop. So me and my kids okay. are hooping. So I'm Okay. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Let me, let me just, for, for, for anyone new that doesn't know what we do on the Father Monkey Protocol, I like to bring uh, my, my, my friends, my family, my comedian cohorts that have been doing this thing for a while on to, to share some insight on, on their journey and their history. Um, you know, my man right here, Chris Spencer, very talented. I've already gone through this, but I'm saying it again so Chris knows that how much I respect and love the brother's uh, catalog of work. You know, we have, we have a talented comedian, a host, writer, producer um, on the show right now. I first, I think, I first became familiar with uh, Chris when he hosted Vibe, um, the syndicated late night talk show. Um, Vibe, you, you've seen him in, in countless movies from from uh, Don't Drink Your Juice in the Hood While Being a Minister South Central. Some, some, um, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. It's a long title. Uh, blank, blank Man. Jeez. Uh, uh, um, uh, he, he helped create, well, create one of the hottest shows 
in on the West Coast as far as comedy, um, Chocolate Sundays um, at the Laugh Factory on Sunday nights. That's where we first became friends because right. every time I went out to L.A., um, and that, that has to be a good 19 years ago, when I first started going to L.A., Chris, Chris and Pookie uh, Wigginton always rolled out the red carpet. I say, yo, I'm in town. And y'all made sure y'all gave me love and gave me a place to work out. So I appreciate that. And it's uh, going on to become one of the premier writers um, slash producers in Hollywood because you're the go-to dude now, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're the dude to an extent. And he's being yeah. humble and I appreciate it. But help create, um, to me, still probably the funniest sketch I ever saw on the BET Awards with the... Um, Real Husbands of Hollywood, which oh, went yeah, on to become you. a successful uh, television show. How many shows, Gears, was that on, uh, on the air? Five seasons. Y'all did five seasons, so salute but in, but to in that. But numbers, that was only like 13 shows. <laughs> no, we did Yo, uh, 60 shows, something like that. 60 shows, man. That's that's big things for, uh, for BT, for any network. Any network, um, Yes. That's that's impressive. For BT, that's even bigger things, right. man. Because because uh, you know you you turn on. I always joke that when you turn on a movie, if you go to watch Wait and Exhale at six p.m. on BT, it's ending at eleven. Oh yeah. So the fact that y'all got to squeeze in a half hour of programming every week right. over the course of five seasons, that's great. And and now I'm currently I in the see... process of writing the movie. Okay. Okay. Real do the movie. All right, is that right? Oh, yeah, y'all heard it here. I don't know if you heard it here first, but I'm taking credit um, you. that you heard that you heard it here first on the Father Monkey Protocol. That uh, that what's up, Ali Sadiq? I was just <laughs> about to talk. say what up, Ali Sadiq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I I was watching it, Chris. You and I, we could talk about it because Ali had on um earlier today. I guess there was some, there was young comics in in Texas going in on veteran comics and and you know how you like turn on you'll turn on someone's live and say i'm gonna watch for maybe five minutes these fools had me watching <laughs> for a good hour because they would go it was and 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 ali opened the platform to to everybody from sydney castillo to tone tone bell uh to my man black ron um and Love billy black d ron. washington yeah yeah great great comics and how do you, what is your take on, because I see it in the hip hop uh, world where newer artists that, that get on and veteran artists, um, it always seems like this, like a, uh, there's this, this conflict where young cats don't feel like they're getting respect from the old heads. Right. And so they, so, they, so they do this thing that I've noticed where they, you know, they, they like, Nah, you you know you OG, you had your chance, and I'm like, yeah, but they're still here, you know. And and, and in this particular case, like, um, it was brought up that uh, one particular comic was saying that uh, that Billy D, they, he beat Billy D Washington in a couple of contests, which I appreciate Ali saying a contest don't don't make anything. Um, Billy D been doing his thing thirty years now, and and has a catalog. That's and, and so. Um, Ali had Billy D come on and Billy D made the best point. He said, you know what, just because you, you got a, a college degree 30 years ago doesn't mean that it's no, it's not valid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what's, what's your take on it? Jessica, what's up, Jessica Broken? 
You know, it's so funny, it's, and I don't know why there's such a versus. And we weren't like that with Eddie and Damon at all. Towns right. Keenan. Right. Those were our elders. We respected right. them. Right. We never disrespected them by calling them old school. Or you had your chance. Like, what the fuck? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. I think they feel a certain animosity from us. Mm -hmm. Not me, and probably not you, because right. of what they're doing on the internet. You know, a lot of them are doing okay. different things with social media. And right. I think a lot of the, some of the older guys are maybe envy or are mad because they're able to sell tickets and go into these clubs because okay. you know, they pee into a fan and, the, and then all of a sudden the club owner thinks he's brilliant and now he's right. selling tickets. And now the old school dude is like, yo, I can't even get in that club. And you let this dude in mm. here peeing into a fan. And so right. Right. there's this thing that goes back and forth that we didn't do. Ali Sadiq, we didn't fucking diss DL. We didn't diss right. Right, Marsha Warfield, and like when we saw the motherfuckers, we was like this. Right, and, right. And, and a lot of these guys are respectful, you know what I mean. But yeah. I just don't understand who could say you had your chance. Like we ain't gonna be up right. for the same things, you know what right. I mean? You're up for right. I'm coming to play your father. Right, <laughs> your big brother <laughs> or your uncle. You know right, I mean? right, right, right. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't get it. I don't like it. Right. There's, 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 yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I never, I've never understood that with, like I said, I never, I never saw it really in hip hop or in comedy, but I saw it in hip hop. And, and right. I, I understand, you know, I don't even like calling, you know, cats from a certain era old school because, right. you know, because, you know, age is, is a state of mind. They just, they're, they're legendary, yes. but, but you know, if 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 someone was hot back in the days, they still they those they, those records are still hot. They don't you know stop I mean? being funny. Right, right. Like, funny don't stop. You, you actually. Oh, bro, I'm not. I don't want to follow him. <laughs> I don't want to have to follow Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Davidson. You know, so um, so yeah, so yeah. We just I, I I wanted to get your take on that, man. I um. You know, to take it back, take me back to when you uh when you first where did you start, Chris? Tell tell the people where you're from. Started in college, uh okay. in LA, and I did a couple of open mics at the Laugh Factory Comedy Store, got the bug. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a manager saw me early and mm -hmm. was yo, I want to take you on the road with my client. I was like, Who is that? He's like Jeff Foxworthy. I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Or there was a blue collar tour. Uh-huh. A redneck tour, and I was the opening act on the redneck tour. Oh wow! I was you were the brown neck. Yes, bingo. Yes. <laughs> and so, how, how, how many were on that tour? Me and Jeff. Oh, just you and Jeff. Okay, okay. I was the opening act, and you know, I was in, my first city was Lynchburg, Virginia. Wow! Wow! So how much time did you have? Because you you just started, right? And you lucked you lucked out, and you you um, I'm imagining you you stumbled onto at least a tight five ten. Oh, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, okay. So I was it was 10, a, it wasn't like the first day I started, but we're talking like year two, three. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Who who was your, who was your motivation? Like, what motivated you to get on stage that first time? Sully McCullough. Uh, Shout out to Sully McCullough. We were at UCLA together, and we were around. Okay. 
And they were like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to be a comedian. And he started doing impressions. Yeah. All these girls was all over going, oh my God, I love that. And they're like, what about you? I was like, uh, comedian. <laughs> and I think I guys, he could do all these impressions and they were all over. I'm like, right. you need to learn an impression though. <laughs> Bill Cosby. So I tried that. <laughs> I could do Sean Connery. I, I, you know, whatever he, whatever, whatever was working for him, I was trying to get it to work. Right, for him. right, okay. And shout out to Sully, man. Sully, great dude, another talented comic slash writer, producer, and all that. So you're on the road a year, year and a half in, and you're you're traveling literally across the country right. with with someone who's poised to become one of the biggest stars in comedy, at least for a certain uh, moment in time. Right. What what sort of gain do you gain from uh from Foxworthy? Uh, an act, like mm -hmm. I was just, just fucking around. Okay. Every night, and that was hard for me. You know, my ADHD right. do the same jokes in a row. So I remember my right. Stop fucking around the audience. Do a set. I was like, right. Okay. And so Jeff, was <laughs> like, you know, it's best that you know that you have your act in case. Cause I used to play with the audience. Some of that shit might not go your way. You always right. act. Right. And so I learned how to perform act. So wait a second. I'm, while I'm talking to you, I'm trying to sign in so you can get, so my fans can actually also join us. So I'm, I'm oh, <laughs> okay. I'm trying it again as we talk. I have okay. no happen. Secure your account. We're gonna send you a. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> it's racism. It is, it is, man. It's I can't, can't talk. But you no, talk it's all good. Yeah, no. So, so you're, so you're on the road with with Jeff. He does he sit down with you, and you know, because oftentimes when, no, when when you're on on the when you're on the road with someone, um, they want to break bread because they're out there bored as well. Right. So is he saying? He's, is he saying, "Hey, let's go, let's let's go have some breakfast and and all maybe that, go yeah. over your act and all"? Yeah. Yeah, not necessarily go over my act, but we, you know, he was my inspiration for us doing the book, uh, 150 Ways to Tell Up Your Ghetto, because he had the red. Right. right. Okay. Ah. Okay. Okay. And did uh, you just reminded me of uh, of James Hanna, for some reason. <laughs> Rest in peace, James Hanna. Very. If anybody gets a chance, go look up uh, very talented brother going too soon, James Hanna, man. Uh, cause, cause. That's what it was because he used to have a bit of something where you are, you know, you're get to win or something like that. Yeah, it was right. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so how long were you on the road with with Foxworthy? Two years. And oh then wow! I, okay. Listen, us. And so then I went on the road with Damon Wayans. Oh and damn! I, <laughs> Going on the road. How did Damon find out about you? Same, just Sean. the same working. Okay. Being okay. Sean, being in the club with Sean, and then I would, right. you know, Sean would punch stuff up for Damon, and I would go, right. and then won't you try this? And he'd be like, "Who is this?" The next night, da -da 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 -da. and maybe you could do this and this and this. And then sometimes, after a while, he would say something. What do you, th what do you think, Chris? I'd be like, "If you did this, did this, did this." Uh huh. Don't right. 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 Call me the clown. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that would have been funny if you did, though. Right? Come 
so Dame, so Damon takes a liking to you and says, "Yo, we gotta, uh, you know, want to bring you on the road with me." Yes. Yeah. What's the difference? What What difference did you notice immediately, aside from the obvious, um, going on the road with Damon versus going on the road with uh with with Jeff? Because I'm I'm thinking at this point, I mean, Damon is is he he's He's now one name. You only have to say Damon. You don't have to say Damon Wayans, and he's that that dude. I think I can work now. Hang up. I'm a okay. Up. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, y'all. So, um, hey, Doc Austin, what's up, Doc Austin? Uh, okay, this. Look at that, Chris Spencer. He joined. He waved, and now uh, he's about to send that. Uh, Mark Prince, I see you, fam. Um, yeah, Chris, send that request so I can just press a button. I don't feel like looking for, looking for you. I will. Um, let's see if he if he sends it. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us, um, dealing with these technical difficulties. Okay, I'm gonna just look for the brother, uh, Chris Chris uh, Chris Spencer. I don't say it. Um, yeah, I don't see it. I see I see Chris Spencer's join. They should just make it to where you can just press on the person's name, but of course they wouldn't make it that easy. Damn bastards. Yeah, Chris, send me that request, family. Send me that request. Is it, is it up there yet? Now I see you, I see you, Prince. Chris, can you send me that, that request? That request. TJ, what up? Oh, I thank you, Doc Austin. I, I do my best. To, uh, I have notes, I come prepared. Um, uh, I can't, I can't see Chris. I don't, I saw, I saw he waved, <laughs> but no, he did. He's, he's in here. He did wave. I saw, I saw Chris, Chris Spencer wave. I'm just waiting for, I want to be able to just press. You should, yeah, no, the second hour is going to be so much more, uh, phenomenal. There it goes. All right, boom. There we go. Go live. Here we go. Now, what's up, Vaughn? What's up, Vaughn DiCarlo? Y'all make sure you check out our podcast as well. Somebody said, who needs Chris? Okay, there we go. Yeah, who is that? Hey! B-B-K pick. Go to hell, whoever you are, lady. <laughs> okay, this, this, here we go. Now, yeah. now we're in business. Um, damn you, whoever tried uh, logging into uh, Chris Spencer's um, <laughs> Instagram. I had no idea these things happened. I didn't Somebody, know. Somebody, oh, right. <laughs> Mark said you had a Teddy Riley moment. Tell Mark, nah, you can't do those jokes. No more Teddy Riley jokes. He'll call you and cuss you out. Yo, I heard that. I heard he uh, <laughs> he went in on Tony Baker. <laughs> yes, but he was nice about it after he called and apologized. And okay, okay, okay. Is 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 good moments. So when last when we last were talking to uh, Chris three minutes ago. You're on the road with Damon Wayans. Yes. Um, Damon Damon digs that you're punching up his jokes, even though he doesn't know you from from Adam. Right. Um, he brings you on. What's what's the immediate difference you noticed um, being on the road with Damon? Blacks. Okay. There's and, black people. And a lot. Of, and and what's what what difference did you notice immediately having having black people in the audience versus? Excuse me, Jeff Boxworthy. I, got, I got to be me. You know what I mean? I got to, I didn't have to, I got to talk about my experiences. I wasn't, it, I, 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 I became less.
just worried about will they get it. Like I knew I could just breathe, and they, right. they knew my breath smelled like Doritos. You know what I mean? Okay, right, 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 right. You so, felt, you felt, you felt, you felt comfortable. You didn't, you didn't feel like you had to put on your your your. You're, you're, you know, for, for everybody out there listening, it's the equivalent of when, if, if you're Black, uh, you're Latino, you're Asian, um, you're Middle Eastern, it's when you, when you go to work um, and you're the only one of, that looks like you, right. you're, 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 you become a little more articulate and everything you say, you know, you're representing right. the entire race. Yeah, that's not, yeah, it's just, you, you, you want to make sure you're perfect. Like, you know, I couldn't, right. you know, and it was just like, I didn't want to be perfect. I wanted to be like, right. you know what I mean? And I learned how to perform right. Damon, you know what I mean? I watched how Lucy was, right. and he was a great writer. So it was just like, yeah, like going to college and Sean was on the road with us. So it was, it was fantastic. Oh, so that was even better. Cause it's like, you're, you're there with your friend and his yeah. older brother just that happens to be a legend. But most of the dates was just me and Damon, but a lot of times Sean would come out and that was just, you know, incredible. Oh, that's dope. R uh, around what year is this, uh, roughly? 94, three. 94, 93, 94. Okay, so when, so what, after being on the road, you're on the road with Damon, I'm guessing for, for a good year or two? Yep. Good year or two. Yep. Um, I, after you come off the road, do you find your, you, your swag, do you feel a little more comfortable on stage now, Absolutely. regardless of what audience you go in front of? Exactly. Talk, now talk. I'm doing theaters with Damon, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah. Right. That was a great feeling. I mean, and, he, and everything was yeah, first no, class. And I kinda, it kind of, it kind of messed me up a little bit because I was spoiled now. Now I'm. Yeah, I was, I'm I was just about to ask you that. Shit yeah. like that. Like, I, I never did the comedy road like a lot of you guys did. Which I right. envied. I mean, because a lot of it was because hey, I got a couple of commercials here and there, and mm -hmm. and some TV shows, but I never right. got to hit it hard like you guys did. And I I, I envied, right. you know, you and Chris and right. Reggie McFadden and right, right. People always ask me about my class. What? Who is our? Is that our class? I. You know what? I think our class. I think McFadden. You. You and I would be Def Jam. After like after Jeff Jam sort of wasn't as hot, right? If that like, makes I, sense. So we're not in the same class with Bill Bellamy. I, th I think Bill's. I think Bill's maybe like a year or two ahead of us because yeah. he was he was in that initial. Right. These right. are the cats like those those first maybe fifteen cats that were on Def Jam's first year or two. Right. Steve Wilson, what up? Those cats they shot stratosphere because. Because they were on TV and everybody, you knew who Hamburger was. Yes. You knew who Teddy Carpenter was. Yeah. Adele Givens, Chris Tucker, you know, all those cats that came. Chris Charles out of Chicago, you know, Chris cats we don't Charles. even hear their names anymore. Um, but those those first cats, I always look at, they they were ahead of us. And right. then came, came cats that are more our contemporaries. Right, Ian Edwards, right. Uh, talent, right. uh, Will Sylvans. You right. know th those those were the cats that that we came up right. Right. with, and we're in the same trenches. You know, right. and 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 and, 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 and class, right? Say again, say again. Baby Smooth was in that same class, right, with us. 
JB JB was JB was like it's funny because he was but JB started and I think he and it's funny because he was just on here two weeks ago JB started I want to say 87 so he actually was on if not the first round of Def Comedy Jam he was in that that he was the beginning of the second round right you know so um yeah like Rob Stapleton Rob was Rob is is are contemporary, right. you know, you know, so, so yeah, but, it, but it's funny because I think the lines wind up um, over time because we've been doing this so long have become sort of overlapped because, right. you know, in, in this, in this entertainment business or game or whatever you want to call it, you know, everybody has peaks and valleys at different times. Right. And so, so, uh, you know, when, when like, like for your, your first Big. I mean, you, you, like you said, you had booked other, other TV shows and whatnot, and and, and commercials. Um, and uh, I just, I, I just thought of, uh, I thought of a commercial you did that just popped. That is so not gelling. Was it? Was it? Oh the, my the, god! <laughs> I just remember. I remember that commercial. Yeah, Mike Epps. Oh. Mike. Mike is one of us. You know, uh, Les, obviously. Um. But I remember, like I said, when I first became familiar with you was you had you had Sinbad, not Sinbad, you had Magic Johnson, Arsenio was gone, right? They had canceled Arsenio's show and now every but now Hollywood realized that that there was a black dollar, right? Um between Deaf Comedy Jam, uh Comic View, Uptown Comedy Club, and Arsenio Hall, they realized, oh, black people watch TV. And so as they as they do that, they realize, oh, Arsenio's gone. We need to fill a slot. So suddenly you have um, Keenan Ivory Wayans, or was it Magic Johnson was first? No, it was me and Keenan first. It was you and Keenan, okay. Got Sinbad, and then they got rid of the Keenan show, and then they went and got Magic. Okay, okay. So all of us. So Teddy Carter did one, which was incredible. Uh -huh. I was at the taping for that. Bill Bellamy did one. John wow. did one. Yeah. Wow. 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 So talk to me about that process because this, I mean, at that point, you, you got to be looking like, yo, this is this is the biggest opportunity uh, uh, of my life because they're they're looking for someone who resembles you, unlike they'd ever done that before for late night for late night talk. Right. So when 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 who how do you find out that um that you're auditioning for it or do you so, audition? Jamie Masada was at the last okay from the Laugh Factory. He's like, yo, they're having a, a nationwide search for the host of this magazine show called uh, the magazine's called Vibe, and they I think all oh, right, right. And I was like, no. He's like, what? <laughs> I said, I'm an actor. <laughs> yo, I don't. <laughs> He's like, okay. A couple weeks go by. Yo, they still haven't found the guy. I said, I am an actor. <laughs> and then so finally, one day he's like, yo, man, can you at least just go meet Quincy Jones? Shit, what is it? I mean, just go have to. <laughs> I said, let me tell you, if I meet Quincy Jones, he's going to talk me into doing it. He's right. like, well, come meet him. So I went and met him. And literally, his back was turned. Jones, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Spencer's here to see you. He turned and he went, so. You the motherfucker that don't want to meet me. And I was like, oh. people at this level come like that. 
You the motherfucker that don't want to meet me. I was like, no, sir. He said, nigga, you know how to I did Oprah, I did Whoopi, I did Will Smith, and you don't want to meet me? Right. I, 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 I thought I was an actor. <laughs> True story. So, so, so did you book it on the spot? No. I, then I had to go through this process. They had like five other guys. We did mock shows. Uh, uh, we okay. didn't saw each other. Like, they... He, one dude came one day, another dude came another day. And then they did like some testing and checked with the network. Right. I kind of, you know, I won out. Dig it, dig it. Okay. All right. So you book so you book so you booked the show that you didn't want to book. Right. <laughs> Which is always right. the case, right? You always book yeah. what you didn't plan on right. uh be, being part of. So you book it. Are you are you taking it like eh, you know? I'll see where this goes. Are you, are you excited? I mean, because you I'm did like excited, but they're promising me things that that aren't happening. Like I knew something was wrong early on. Like when they started mm. doing the, the billboards and mm. marketing of the show. Like Keenan came on the exact same night, same time. He had big. Right, I remember. That said, Keenan Ivy Wayne show. Mine right. said vibe, and there was pictures of white people in the letters. <laughs> oh God! Like, and Vibe is oh, a black magazine. Fuck. I'm in trouble. Oh wow! Then they have a launch party for Vibe uh -huh. magazine host Chris Spencer, which uh -huh. the most the infamous Vibe party where Biggie got shot. I thought that was supposed to be my party. They told me that was my party. So I get there and there's not one picture, nothing with my name, nothing saying here's a new host of this new hot magazine. So I'm sitting there. Wow. Going, this is fucked up. And then the right. show came, and they just didn't. We didn't, we didn't see eye to eye, and they didn't like my writers, and I didn't like their writers, and just you know, I was new, so <laughs> doing a monologue was like the roughest thing in the world. To, you know, we do jokes, and I know where I'm going, but to read a monologue right. is an art. Right. Sticking like, to the prompter, yeah. Yes. And by the time I learned it and got great at it, is when they let me go. <laughs> Right, right. Do you early on as they as because you just said your writers, did you bring in your own crew as well? I brought in a few, yeah. Buddy Lewis was there. Okay. Okay, so shout out to Buddy Lewis. Yeah. Okay, Sully. Um because a lot of cats wouldn't do that. And so I, I admire that, you know, this is your first big opportunity. And we spoke about this when I had um Tiffany Haddish on a couple of weeks ago that when whenever you get an opportunity if you're you're a performer of color whether black latino asian whatever you know it it behooves you to bring in as many people that you a know mm -hmm. and b look like you mm -hmm. um and have your some your sensibilities because a you're breeding loyalty right you're breeding loyalty uh, but you're also give, giving giving them opportunity Hugh, okay, right, right. Hugh Moore, shout right. out to Hugh. Hugh's been everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh's been everywhere. But how, at what point do you realize, you know, dealing with the network that you are, you know, you're fighting an uphill battle? Three weeks in, I started hearing mumblings about me. Wow. Really? Wow. Wow. Walk. I was like, I can't walk. And I talked to mm -hmm. these was just like, there's no way you're getting fired. And they were like, if, if you were getting fired, 
one was like, I'll leave. And the other one was like, I will always, I will let you know first. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers, they were green and they, they didn't let me know first. Right, <laughs> right, right. So now you find out, um, how did, how did they let you know that, um, My that wasn't happening? Your grandmother? She saw it on the news. Wow. Hollywood boy. Rough. But this is the business we chose. Yeah, you're right. You know yeah. what you are. You actually, yeah, uh, right. I was watching KTLA News and they said they're replacing the host, a uh, new host to be named later. Do you know anything about this? I was like, no. Mm. Mm. And then I called them mm. and they're like, oh, yes. Can you come by for lunch? I said, no, take my lawyer to lunch. And I hung up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was. <sighs> Damn! All I hear is Esther. Damn! 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 Yes. Do you do you go into a bout of do you deal with depression? Because that's I mean that's that's a lot. Or you just kind of take it on the chin. I was ready to go. I just wanted to go on my own terms. You know what I mean? Imagine going right. I want to get traded from this team. They're like, nigga, you already got traded. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the code lock the code in the locker room still work? I can still get in. Get my bag. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, shoot, shoot. That's that's fine. Hey, so I remember, and I had talent on. I had talent on a couple, probably like a month and a half, two months ago, and I told him, and he said, he said you actually roll with it because you you also hosted a, a successful Sunday night um, urban comedy show, and I said to him, I said, I remember when you came to New York to Boston Comedy Club on a Sunday night. Um, and I remember you you had a great set. And then afterwards, he said, um, give it, <laughs> he said, give it up for that nigga. You know, ain't nobody gonna remember that, his name because he just got fired. They just gonna call, call him, remember that nigga? And I said, the talent. <laughs> and I, I'm glad that you laughed about it because what he said, you know, look, I'm watching that like, because my, my mom's told me something years ago and, and holds to it to this day. She's like, Dino, if I ever see, when I see black people on TV, I'm always going to watch it because I want people to watch you when you're on TV. Even if I don't know them, I want to support them. And so when he did that, I was like, damn, T, you couldn't, couldn't let that slide. But he said, he said, he was like, no, nah, you know, that's, that's, you got to address the elephant in the room. And he was a host, so he understood. Say again? He was talking about me or you? He was talking about you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I didn't have a late uh, night show. No, but, you know, you, you know yeah. I, I, I was like, when you said that, I was like, I, I thought he said that about me. Okay. I, I thought yeah. That in a live situation. Okay, got you. Yeah, no, he said, he said it about you when it happened. I was, I was there that night. Right. We used to go, you know, every week. And so I was there that night, and and I said to him, I say, you know, I asked, I was like, yo, man, why you, why you hit my man? And I didn't, I didn't know you at the time. I just knew you from the show, but I just was like, man, you can't kick a dude when he's down. He's like, nah. It was a lesson learned. He said, you gotta address the ele elephant in the room. And uh, I said, okay, all right. I, I said, if Chris was cool with it, uh, I was cool with it. You know, um, it just uh, so 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 vibe ends. And where do you go from there? Do you reevaluate? Are you an actor again? I'm back to acting. I'm doing the I'm doing uh, the sixth man and uh, don't be a menace to self central. No, that was before. Um, 
I went right. back to acting. I'm doing bit parts. You know, I'm doing okay. PR and all kind of little things. Right. Uh, right. a, a bad sitcom here and a pilot over here. Right, right. I'm chugging along. Right, right. I saw that show. Uh, I looked up your IMDb and I faintly remember the show. This It was called The Show, I right. think. Maestro Clark. Right, it was Sam with Maestro. Yep. Reggie Ballard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Takiya um, Crystal Kima. Yeah, Crystal Takiya. I've always butchered it. Yeah, I did too. I did too. But I, I found it funny because the premise of the show was a white writer gets hired to work on an all-black show. Yeah. And I said, wow, that, that's, that sounds like just the opposite of what I'm sure you're used to um, when you get hired for shows. Not so much now because it's changed, right. but in those, early, in those early years, I'm sure you were the, the go-to black dude in, in a lot of writers' rooms that it might have been you and maybe one other black cat. Right. So, so you. I didn't really write for many sitcoms where, like, mm -hmm. my job was to go write. But on some of these award shows, the MTV Awards, the right, is would be you know, well, SBS was different because Jamie Foxx came with a crew. They had their white writers, mm -hmm. like these. This is my writers, and so right. um, I went. I was in some white rooms, and they were uncomfortable at times. But I never actually like did three seasons on, you know, right. Punky Brewster and no shit like that. <laughs> right. Now and and I was gonna say that you um because I would you say you were were you in Jamie's Jamie always seemed to have a crew and click of of you know from from Speedy and and Johnny Mac right. but I remember it also seemed like you and Su you Suli Daryl Heath and uh, and Alex Thomas right. were like his his young hitters like his 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 the young guns that were coming up right. I always admired. That uh, that Jamie seemed once again. Hey, fellas, come on! I'm holding the door open. I'm pulling y'all through. Yeah. So, I, would you say that helped influence you and influence the way that you 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 move in in the realm of Hollywood? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's important that we take care of each other. Indeed. Know? Indeed. Because indeed. These opportunities don't come often, and so right when they, when you get put on, you want to put other people on. So they can right. other people on. Right, you know right, I mean? right. No, it makes total, total sense. Mm -hmm. When do you, um, when do you say that you're, I wouldn't say branching out, but when do you say you start sort of forming your, your own lane where not necessarily breaking away from Jamie, but also saying, here, I got to do my own thing? Well, the Jamie stuff was award shows, you know what I mean? Okay. Specials. So that stuff is not every day, and it's not every month. Okay. Every three or four. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. right. Uh, somebody just said blacks don't help each other. Unfortunately, that is absolutely wrong. Um, oh, that's a, that's a strong generalization. Yeah, you can't say it like that. You got to say yeah. the what ain't helping, and right. talk to me and Dean and figure out how we can help you. But I don't right. think we should just make that generalization that blacks don't. Right. Help. Because 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 we just met we just mentioned Tiffany um, put her whole crew of comics on Kev's put his whole crew uh, on you yeah a lot of cats have yeah that's not true true you have I I, I when I was on uh 
when I was on SNL, and I still I, I still hold this to this day, there were no black writers. Um, and after after my first season, and you got to play it smart. People also have to understand that you can't just go in bum rushing. You got to play right. it smart. So after 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 year one, we're at the uh, TCAs. Um, I used to call Ian um, when I was working on stuff anyway working on my sketches anyway. So I, I, I spoke to um, a couple of producers. I said, hey, man, jokingly, like tongue in cheek. I was like, hey, man, well, we should have, why can't we have like a black writer on here? And because, because I didn't come with him on some military, hey, we need some black, you know, I, I said it jokingly. And he was like, yeah. He was like, who, you have someone in mind? And I already did. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, Ian Edwards. He was like, oh yeah, Ian came and guested. Um, does he have a package? I said, of course, because I'd already told Ian I'm going to do this. And so, boom, he worked on it. And then, uh, I mean, Tracy wound up bringing in someone else once he found out <laughs> that I that I was trying to get Ian in. But prior to that, I think they had had black writers sporadically throughout the history of the show. But since then, and I'm, and I'm, I'm taking credit, since 2002... Um, me saying, hey, can we get a black writer in here? There have been black writers on that show on Saturday Night Live and 30 uh, Rock. You know, so that's... Every so, so to whoever said that earlier, black people do look out for each other. It's just, you know, each individual. Um, you got you to gotta go on an individual uh, basis, you know? Well, actually, you know what? This is going to... Let me tell you, this, this is going to cut us off. So I, I want to come back in in in, uh, in two minutes. Do you have the time? And, and since we now have the correct... Say one more... Oh, does it? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in that case, then we'll keep Unless going. Then. Up so people can see one first and then a the second one you can, but you can go three, four hours. I did not know that. I'm so excited now. This This is... You know what? I still will... I still will. I will do that. You know, let me. I'm gonna go out now. Better for people that go watch it. They can go. Oh, go to part two. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go, we'll... So hit me back. I'll hit you back. Okay. All right. Hey, y'all. We'll be right back. Coming back in live and direct. Live and direct. Boogie Down Productions is large. Who's back in here with me? We're we're doing it. Gonna do it again, baby. You thought it was over and it's only just begun. Angie, your first, second time on. <laughs> on the last hour and this hour, Doc Austin's back in. Starring Stacy Hall, I see you. Um, thank you, Coach, I see you, man. Thanks for hanging back out with us. Uh, um, yes, we are back. We are back and we are black. Blacker than ever. And there's Chris Spencer. He was, the, he was one of the first on this time. Here we go. <clears throat> Let's see. All right, as we get as we get things cracking yet again. Yet again. There we are. I'm here. Yes, yet yet again. When we last left our hero. Oh. <laughs> so, all right. So, talk to me about um, Chocolate Sundays because it's it's become such an iconic night in uh not just in Hollywood. I mean, people people all over the country talk about going when you go to L.A. Um, and you want to check out comedy, go, yo, you got to go check out Chocolate Sundays. And you were the first host. Where did, where did the show, was it, was it your brainchild, Pookies, both of you came together? I was doing a night just fucking around, and Pookie mm -hmm. came and said, what are you doing with this? I said, I'm just working out. He said, there's magic here. 
was like, mm-hmm. there is. I mean, it'd be like 15, 20 people. But I was just, get, I was just doing it so I could be funny work and, and right. work. And right. he took it to a whole other level with his marketing. And yeah. like, you, you know, you bring your celebrity friends and let me market this mm-hmm. motherfucker. And we're gonna make it fantastic. And we did. Right. 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 Now, yo, y'all. I knocked the hell out of that show because I, aside from that, the the only other show, um, Guy Tory was on a couple of weeks ago, so we were talking about um, Tuesday night at the Comedy Store um, was the only other hot night. And then, I've, of course, over time, then yes. Mo Better Mondays, right. you know, uh, and Spike started doing their things. But but between between what Guy and them did and you and Pookie. Right. What what you and Pookie did from from and this this uh, from the outside of looking in, what I was always impressed with with your night was it was it was an urban show, but it was for all of, it was for all of Hollywood. So you saw, it wasn't just an urban crowd. It was a nice cross section. It to me it reminded me more of what I was used to seeing in mainstream clubs in New York that would do like an urban night, but it was a nice mixture. So like on the East Coast, when uh, when Hot, 90, Hot 97 would have a, a Tuesday night at Caroline's. Right. And so you had Ed, Lo- Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, and you get like a heavy hip hop uh, crowd, but you'd also get just, you know, uh, Wall Street cats and, and, and white cats, you know, coming in. So it was, and that's what I saw in, in uh, at the at the laugh factory and chocolate Sundays, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I like, I I used to love coming out there, son. I still do, but what, right. I remember those years because it was right. it was packed. When did you know that you had something special with it? When the Eddie Murphys and the Martins and yeah, the Pels and the Rocks would come in, yeah, and the industry would be like, can you can you put this person up for me and can you do you know what I mean? So that's when we knew we had gold. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's to me, what what made the show uh even more spectacular was you know as as comic you're about to go on and then Eddie Murphy and crew <laughs> walk right. by to go sit sit right in the center of the mezzanine, uh, <laughs> to, which to me was always funny because I was like y'all are sneaking in but everybody sees you, right. You know, uh, Herb says anything Chris touches is gold, which is true, man. So, so uh, cash up you. <laughs> so then, next up, um, I remember uh, uh, Wildin' Out. You were there when Wildin' Out first started. Mm-hmm. Did they did they come to did uh, Nick Cannon crew come to you? Um, mm-hmm. How did how did that um. That Nick gig, Cannon, I guess, happened. And yeah, Nick Cannon came to me early on and said he had an idea for this show, and we worked it out. Mm-hmm. And we shot like a presentation at the Comedy Union, and mm. came and saw it, and they were like, "This is great. Here's some more money. Let's do something else." Mm-hmm. It's picked up from MTV. He allows me to be his head writer. Right, right. So right, we, no, because I, rem- I remember uh, y'all shot that out uh, like downtown. Yep. Y'all shot that downtown because I remember going uh Q more yet again. I told you Q is everywhere. So. Yes. And I remember going to that. I remember going to the tape, and I think those early that early season was like Atheon. Yep. Uh was Cat. Is Cat yeah. Williams on there yet? Yeah, Cat. Yeah. Um yeah, Leonard, Leonard uh, Leonard, uh Robinson. Yeah. yeah, Leonard Robinson. It was it was and I remember going and I I didn't go front. I was like, what what is this? I didn't know what it was. 
Right. But here we are. That had to be what, oh six, oh five, oh six? My son was born in oh five. Yep, oh five. Okay, oh five. And here we are. This show's been on fifteen years, so so you were you were part of something uh special from the from the ground, man. He, uh you had Herb was right, you do have a golden touch, man. So so after the, after that happens. Oh yeah, Spanky Hayes was on there too, Mark Prince. Spanky Hayes. That's right, Spanky. Shout out to Spank, man. Good, 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 uh, good dude right there. I miss Spanky, man. Um, after that happens, you now are are transitioning not just from not just from actor, um, and not just a staff writer. You're a head writer, dude. Did you find that you enjoyed what comes with um, the head writer? Not only the responsibility, but you have you have more room to flex your voice. Not really. I was I was jealous. I was envious of the performers. Interesting. I wanted, I wanted to perform. You know what I mean? Right. So imagine if LeBron had the coach right now. You know what I mean? Like I felt uh. like I should be in the game. I could average twenty five. Right. Eight, eight assists. But this is better for my family. I got okay. gentle, mm. and these phone calls are happening, and I got time right. auditioning and and. And so right. it worked out, but there was a time where I was battling it because I felt I was too pretty to be behind mm -hmm. the camera. Right, right. So, uh, I had to kind of make, you know, uh, come, to come to grips with myself and go, you know, and a lot of it was with my wife, who was like, you're a writer. Stop trying to fight this natural thing that you have. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. It's like, I want to be a comic. But I didn't want to go on the road because my kids were babies. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, uh, and I didn't want to be stuck in no writer's room. So it was like, how do you make money? I can't do it at the comedy store Laugh Factory paying 50 bucks, 25 right. You know, so right. the writing eventually began to take over. Okay, okay. That's, that's a, and you know, that's a, that's interesting and very, I, I appreciate, as, as I'm sure people do, appreciate the honesty because a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't admit, um, a, admit that they had a gig, but they wanted another gig. Right. And, and B, wouldn't admit that um, it took your wife sort of saying, yo, stop fighting what you have that's naturally there. JB had almost the same exact story two weeks right. ago. He, he said, Sha, she, she told him, she was like, she was like, you're going to wind up on on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and, and, and he did, you know, in, in, in a sort of magical manner. Anybody watching, you didn't see, you can go back on, on my post and see it. But speak to me about, because you're, you're very, um, you, you and, your, and, and your lovely wife telling us, I said, hello, she's not watching this. Um, I appreciate, you know, everyone, right now, everybody's talking about Will and Jada, right? Everybody's right. talking about Will and Jada, but... Um, for years, I've always admired that y'all are like a Hollywood power couple because you're a success. You're not just a successful writer, but you're also successful talent as well, successful producer, and she's a successful uh, casting director. You know, and, and speak to me about how important that is out there in the realm of Hollywood, having someone that holds you down. Uh, because you know, um. It got old, you know what I mean? I think I was like, you're not gonna die you're the greatest casting director in the world, and you're too talented, you're too smart. And okay. so she started creating shows, and okay. then we decided to create, you know, Date Night with Chris and Vanessa. 
which right. got picked up by Kevin Hart immediately to go on Sirius XM, but it was going to okay. be months before we started. So we saw the success of the D-Nices and the Quest Loves mm -hmm. and uh, these verses, and so we're like, yo, why don't we just go on Instagram and use this as junior college and learn right. to work <laughs> together? And right. lo and behold, we're like three months in, 16 mm. different guests, something like that. Right. Right. And we're having a ball. And we like right. each other still. Right. That's, and that's important. You know, you can love someone. I say that on stage. You can love someone, but not like them with the damn. Woo! <laughs> love is hard. <laughs> but it's apparent. Love is easier than like. each other. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Say that again, man. Say that. So, while in house over, um, how long does it take before you get your, your next uh, gig, your next opportunity? I don't know. Because I, I, I don't know what was next. Well, no. Because at that point, look, I'm just going going to my notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, more you, than me. You, I yeah, no. Well, you know, I was always getting always a nice check from the, from the award yeah. shows. I was doing the BET right. Awards, the Image Awards. Right, MTV Awards, the ESPY. So, in between that, I guess I have to look on IMDb myself. I don't. I don't. Well, I survived. Yeah, I, I see. The next thing I had uh, jotted down, you had uh, in the flow with Apion. You had Apion's joint. Oh, That's yeah, a couple that years was a later. Great sketch show produced by Jamie yeah. Fox. Produced by Jamie. Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a great experience. Did did uh did Fox being on there help you or was that pretty much it just it just was serendipity that sort of worked out that you both yeah okay because yeah, I was friends with because well. at this point right I was gonna say at this point you you've locked in you you've uh sort of carved out your 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 lane as far as people saying oh that's that's one of the dudes that uh we should hire yeah you know you know and uh and what happened was that was one season one season. Yeah, I did one season of that. I remember. I think I went to a taping of that as well, and uh, it, was, it was something about the skinny jeans because I remember Vincent O'Shea in in leggings or something. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it was a disturbing sketch for a heterosexual male to watch. It's funny. Yes. <laughs> Very disturbing. Um, hey, at the same time, with the dope still... ride that I kick. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and I know, I flow some old funky. That's how you know somebody's hip hop. Where you can drop. That happens you to me all. Anytime somebody says something, <laughs> oh, sound like somebody shoot. Um, yeah, when somebody says something, it'll remind me of a hip hop lyric immediately. Yeah, I was the same way. Yes, you just said Justin Hyers was in that sketch. Yeah, he was. I do remember. Right. That, uh, that episode, that was funny. So, so are you still, because you're still getting on stage. Yes. And I think, I think you, um, didn't you shoot, did you shoot a special for um, LOL that prior to Kev having LOL, like LOL Comedy Network or something, they did something for Showtime, I remember. Right. No, I and, shot uh, a special for Showtime. Okay. Yeah, okay. with LOL Network, I did a half hour special and then I right. also, Produced one where I hosted and brought on some other comedians. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nima Williams. Uh, right. Uh, other dudes. Uh, other
Oh, he just froze up. Normal. It's alright. It's going Frankie. I was no. That's. I was gonna say the dude from uh, Malcolm in the Middle, but I know he's not a comic. No, no, Frankie <laughs> Yeah, Munoz. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 uh, you do Atheon. You're doing the warms. Bring me up, up to speed. You, I think 2011 is when Kev started really getting hot. He's hosting the BET Awards. Um, you all are working on. I think I think she was probably writing on that too. <laughs> um, and you he, all. That's, uh, that's why Real Husbands got spawned from that. That's that's what I was. That's what I was. See, I was leading to that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Where does where does the? Because I remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. I remember the line that made me love Real Husbands just from that first sketch was Faison, was Faison Love saying, this nigga got a lightsaber and running away. This nigga got a lightsaber. Yeah. Now, that was actually, uh, that was on the show. Was it? I think that was in the sketch. I think that was the sketch, bro. No, the first sketch didn't have Faison. No. The second sketch had phase on when Sam Jackson hosted. Okay. But okay. This thing okay. has a lightsaber. Was uh, that was on an episode? I'm trying to figure out why he had it. It started off. No, that's that's a couple seasons. Because the first time it started is when Robin Thicke mm -hmm. first turned into Terry Crews, and he goes, "Okay, this nigga turned into Terry Crews." That's okay. Where, and then a lightsaber. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where? Where? What? What was the genesis? Take me into the writers' room. Um, when who who pitches real husbands? How does the idea even occur that winds up eventually becoming sixty episodes on BT? So you know, so funny. I'm, I keep looking at myself because everybody says I look like this all the time, and I'm not, I'm realizing it. I'm so You're Jamaican. I'm sorry. <laughs> you put on my cool glasses. These ain't these are my readers, but I have, I have, I have actually have a better pair. There we go. Okay. Okay. This is my Swifty right. Lazars. <laughs> um, Kevin and I just, you know, we needed something different. Jesse Collins is like, what you got? And we both realized that our wives watch these damn shows that we supposedly can't stand. Right. But when they try to turn the channel, you're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and then we were like, you know what would be funny? The husbands. And so we got Nelly, Jermaine Dupree, Anthony Anderson, Nick... And Kevin. I think that's the mm -hmm. first five. Then Kevin, okay. yeah. And the shit went viral. And yeah. um, everybody wanted it. And so uh, they didn't pick it up immediately. Then we did it again with Sam Jackson. Okay. okay. Fabulous, Faison, and a couple other people. And it just, right. it was no denying. Right. Yeah, no, man. It, it. I mean, it hit. That was, like you said, it was viral. Everybody was talking about it. And right. that's uh, you know, that that was a barbershop moment. You know, exactly. I, I had uh, Keith Robinson on earlier, and I remember we were we were talking about um, Keith Robinson. Yeah, we were talking about Key and Peele, and I remember saying to Keith because I had I had done a show with Key and Peele, and I had never, you know, like like you were saying, certain people come through our circuit, right. and I think Key and Peele came through. They they came through sketch the sketch world. You know, right, Mad right. TV, but even before Mad TV, you know, like Second City, Groundlings, UCB, 
And, um, and so I wasn't familiar with them. And I was, I think we were doing something for the uh, New York uh, Toyota Comedy Festival and, and uh, Caroline's Louis Ferrand. He's like, hey, Dean, um, I, I need somebody to open for Ken Peel. And I'm like, I'm, like you, I'm not an opening act, I'm a headliner. But he's told me the money. I was like, okay, you know, I'll open, oh, yeah. you know. So I go and do the show with them and then I watch and I, I watch their act and it's uh it's interspersed with clips from the show and afterwards man i t- i i kind of apologized to them i was like yo i ain't go front man i said i didn't know what y'all were going to do y'all are dope yeah. and, and cuz cuz you know for comics we if we don't know you we judge you based off of what you do on stage and until right. you prove it we kind of looking at you like i mean yeah you funny but you ain't me you know right. i don't know you right, right. But after, after, they won me after that. And I, t- I, I told them, I was like, apologize. I was like, yo, man, I apologize for, for down y'all. Y'all are amazing. And I remember talking to Keith afterwards. I was like, yo, I said, I said, I wonder why cats don't really check for them. He's like, they're not, barbersh- they're not barbershop proven. And I was like, you know what? That's interesting. Because then, then we used um, Chappelle's show as an example. And Chappelle's show was a show that, Cats in the barbershop were we'll laughing about. about and talking about. And and eventually I think Ken Peel's show eventually did become barbershop status, right. you know, but I think it's it took took yeah. a moment for us to come around to it. Real husbands from from the first time it was on <clears throat> the uh excuse me, the BET Awards, it was barbershop talk, you know. Um and, and how how does that feel, you know, like because it's, it's, like you said, it, it, the genesis was you and Kev just spitballing ideas and taking it back to the wives. Yeah, shows that you watch with your, with your spouses and you said to yourself, yo, you know, there's, there could be something in us taking it from the other perspective, from the male perspective. Right. As, as a creative, how does that feel to you when you have something, you, you catch lightning in a bottle and it, and it explodes the way it did? It felt great. It felt great to be someone who could now hire other people. You know what I mean? Right. So right. that writer's room was filled with, you know, it was Johnny Mac, it was Joey Wells, yeah. it was Buddy uh-huh. Lewis, it was, yeah. you know, friends. And, right. You know, no one knows you better than your friends. And right. so Kevin had his friends in there, Harry, Harry did a season or two. Right. Uh, and it was just remarkable. I mean, yeah. Matt, Wayne Stamps, another guy named Calvin Brown, Ralph Farquhar was at the head, Michelle Brown, Robin Thady, Allison right. Pat, David Arnold. I mean, this room is the best writer's room I've ever been in my life. Dig it, dig it. Constantly funny. And, and and that also speaks to you because at this point you're you're wearing a producer's hat, right? You're not just wearing wearing a, a writer's hat. You're wearing a producer's hat because you're you're hiring uh, and bringing in friends of yours. Right. But friends that are qualified, you know, yeah. and going, going, going back to something we were talking about during the first hour, um, when someone said black people don't hire uh, black people, you're, you're a prime example of someone that did, but you, you can't just hire someone because they, they look hire. like you. You got to hire someone that's, uh, that's qualified. Yes. You know, and, and, and people have to understand that you are, you know, you, 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 when when you get an opportunity, because you know even even the the world we're living in now, where where 
everyone's more aware. Everyone's more kind. Black people been conscious of everything that's going on, but now everyone's aware of what's been going on with, uh, you know, with police brutality against, uh, you know, uh, unarmed black people. Or, um, and now that everyone is, uh, is aware of, you know, this, this access, people get a better understanding of what it's been like when you were the only black person in the room. Because I'm sure, I'm sure you have friends that aren't of color that <laughs> during all of this, are, have now been calling you a little more like, hey man, how you doing? <laughs> you know, how right. can I be an how can I be an ally? And you appreciate it, but you're also kind of like, hey man, you know, first of all, this call is weird, <laughs> right? This is a weird call. Best thing you can do is just just uh, how about opening your eye mind and being empathetic and understanding that, um, you know, if I if I'm saying there's an issue, maybe there is. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just got serious. I'm sorry, y'all. Sometimes <laughs> I I get I get heavy at times. But yeah. I, but saying that because you know I've I've been in positions where where I've had opportunities to bring bring people in, and sometimes your friends have you ever had that? Have you had friends that got mad that you didn't hire them? Absolutely. Not because they absolutely it's because good. they were yeah. You know, because you know it was. But I have to tell them it's hard for us to hire black males because we had seven leads that are black males, except for Robin right. and Nick. Right. So everybody else we're going to hire are going to play. We're going to find some non-black male roles. And then mm-hmm. I can hire Dean to come play the cop because the world knows Dean Edwards is a comedian. So it, it was different because we were doing a full reality show. So mm-hmm. it was hard to hire people we knew Interesting. already were known for something. You know what I mean? So... If right, Shaq, right. Oh, Shaq had to play Shaq. Chris Brown, right. Chris Brown. So right, and, and it, was, it just got kind of frustrating. People say, "I can't believe you had a show and I ain't never been on." I'm like, "I wasn't on your show." <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm using that in the future. That's 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 somebody says, "How come you have me? I wasn't on your show." <laughs> Like yo, how come I ain't never directed an episode of your show? I was like, I might never been an sh- episode of a show you directed. Ain't that something? Yeah, speak that. Yeah, that's that's real, and, and and it also shows the 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 beauty of becoming a producer is you have that hiring power. The detriment to becoming a producer is you have that, this perceived power, and now everyone that you've ever met thinks that you owe them something, right? Yeah. Anyone that you've ever worked with thinks that that's the interesting dynamic. It's an interesting power dynamic um, that I've never, until you just pointed it out, I'm like, oh, you know what? That's that's the that's the flip side to it. So uh, shout out to Woody the Great. What up, fam? Um, Woody! So, so, Tone Bell. Oh, shout out to Tone Bell, who is, yo, real quick, because we were talking about um, the, the, the internal Texas beefing going on. And so Ali had Tone Bell on earlier. And let me tell you something. I even wrote it in the comments. I said, yo, Tone is the ultimate politician (laughs) because he made sure he said nothing to offend anyone from Dallas, from Fort Worth, from Houston or Arlington, and then added, you know, but technically I'm from Atlanta. (laughs) In fact... (laughs) 
So that was, yeah, that was funny. Oh, what's up? What else? So you do five seasons on uh on the Real Husbands. Um, you have you have more you have more power, you know, in in Hollywood in 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 the small corner of Hollywood that you've carved out. You now now have um, you know, power. You know, to some to some level, where people are now, would you say people are calling you now versus you, you having to sort of seek them out? Yeah, you know, there's always that kind of. I mean, I was fortunate Kenya Barris called me. Okay. Produced on his show Grownish, but mm -hmm. a lot of times, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't really ready to start writing again. I I was ready to perform. <laughs> the the actor, the performer was waiting to. Yes, and no one was calling. And then Kenya was like, yo, come, I got this new show spin off of Blackish. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to write. Hold on, and, you, and your kids are older, and right. now you're like, damn, school's more expensive. Yes. They want to they do more things, more they activities. Now that they're crooked, so they need braces. Right, right. Um, I had a great experience. Uh, oh, so so experience at Grownish because I didn't want to be there, and I think they felt it. And really funny, and they mm -hmm. want to be serious, and so mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean. But it was a fucking incredible show. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the 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 family loves it. Now speak to me about that, Chris, because you you um, it sounds like from from day one, you know, when you first started, you always um. You always were mature enough to know what you wanted to do and weren't willing to uh, necessarily compromise yourself um, while doing that. You know, so even with Gronis, you know, you, you, you took the gig because all of us can be honest. Kenya Barris becomes one of the, the hottest, uh, you know, writers in Hollywood. Um, Blackish be becomes this huge success. He gets a deal to create Grownish and then also uh, Mixedish and then Black as F eventually. Um, so if the dude calls anybody, you're gonna say, well, yeah, I'm not gonna say no to, right. to a gig because it's, it's nice. It's nice to get called because we all would you say we all remembered when we didn't get those calls, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but. When getting there, you you also are honest enough for that for them to feel that <laughs> you don't want and, to be and, there. At real husbands, I was like number the two, number two man, Ralph Farquhar than me. I get to right. grow, and I'm like three or four, and I'm like eh, I'm an mm. I feel like an employee. Right, you know? right, right. On the other right. Show, I gotta go use the you know go use the phone for thirty minutes. I'll go in my office use the phone for thirty minutes or have another in it. Here it's like uh, it was a job. You work mm, for whatever, mm. and then we have a lunch break, and then we have a you know what I mean? It just I felt confined, right, and restricted. And and and, and, uh, and you and you said that too because you said earlier you said that husband, real husbands was probably the most fun room that you you worked it up until this point actually career-wise probably sometimes it, it was very non-productive because we talked shit for three hours before we started writing <laughs> but then the magic but then the magic happened and, and you magic. were able to 
and and talk to me about that. Well, you know, for for the people that uh, because also what I like doing with this with this uh, live podcast is letting cats that always you know maybe had a dream to get into this industry um, or any industry really. Talk to me about your inner writer's room and the process of the creating and because I've, I've, I've been in writer's rooms and, you know, at SNL and, and understand, you know, some people think that you just show up and y'all get right in, but explain to the people that are watching um, the process of when everyone shows up and and how, you know, y'all kick it and, and, you know, you're spitballing. I just talking before you even start spitballing. All right, but don't kill me. I, I didn't, my wife was looking at me like we're supposed to be eating. I, I don't know. Oh. Who, I don't have. So I'm definitely going to answer this. And if there's anything else, just let me know. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you, Vanessa. How to be on TV again. <laughs> um, so uh, you have a show and mm-hmm. you arc the season, depending yeah. on the show. Like some shows have episodes that are just like uh, freestanding episodes. It's going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you'll never have to, you don't have to watch another episode to figure out what the hell's going on, right? Right, right. So we did a couple of seasons of Real Husbands like that where there was no arc. Sometimes we had like a mini arc with three episodes went together. But right. Brooke, you know, there was an arc. Right. She's going to be here, and by the end of episode 12, she'll be here. And so you got to map those out. So right. you'll go, okay, um, she's going to get to school and she's going to meet her friends. And what's going to happen on that first day? What's going to happen on the second week? So we map out the whole season. We figure out who those characters are and who who's going to be playing who within those episodes and what their the A, B, and the C story is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you assign a, you know, we outline it together. Right. Get a board together and then you go out and out like assign writers, okay? Dean, you're gonna write episode three. Billy, you're gonna have a write episode seven, and you'll have an idea of what you need to do before you go out and write. Like we'll outline it right. there as a group. Okay. Then you write it, and then you bring it back, and we go, "This is a piece of shit," and then we rewrite <laughs> it, and then we give it to the network, the studio for notes, and then we rewrite that and then we give it to the studio who likes it and then we give it to the network for notes and then they, you know, it's a, it's a process. Right, right. So, 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 so writing a show 101 for, for everyone uh, that's never never had it. Chris, um, because I, I know I know your wife is waiting and, and her stomach is, oh, oh. So, so we're about to wrap this up. Um, you know, lastly, um, real quick, what's, give us the name of uh, your show so that people that aren't watching will uh, tune in to you and your wife's, uh, you know, IG live show. Uh, date night with Chris and Vanessa every mm-hmm. Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Coast Standard Time. Okay, so that's 9 p.m. on the East. Um, date night and, with Chris uh, and Vanessa. Yes, we've had Boris and Nicole Kojo, Dondre, and Sally Richardson Whitfield. We've mm-hmm. had D-Nice. We've had Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. We had Holly and Rodney Pete. We we've had some we had Kenny Burns and Jessica Burns last week. Okay. And then we had Cody and Tommy Oliver, the people who created Black Love. Uh, we okay. we've had some incredible guests. We've had an incredible time. Uh, great, great. Tina, great. Austin, you know Beyonce, Mama, she did it. 
<laughs> right, right. Okay. All right. All right. And what do you have? Um, did you have anything cooking up pre-quarantine that um, we can look out for? Um, the Real Husbands movie I'm writing. Okay. Okay. Um, I have another deal with uh, Morgan Freeman's company, that apartment nice. I'm getting. Um, That's wonderful, Jaya. That I'm writing. Okay. Uh, and a couple other little things that are kind of brewing that could possibly be fantastic. Right, right. But the main thing is just staying busy. Staying busy. Quarantine outside, is outside of it. Sit down at this damn desk. Right, <laughs> right, right. And 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 also, I think. Uh, you know, like I said, Chris has become a go-to because I remember seeing you sit in front row working Def Comedy Jam's 25th anniversary. Yeah, that, was uh, that was, which was an amazing experience. That was awesome to, to be present. Um, and more, more recently, uh, when Chappelle won the, uh, was, was awarded the Mark Twain uh, Center, the Kennedy Center Mark Twain Prize. Right. You were there. So so Chris is everywhere, man. I appreciate you and love you, brother. Much love to your lovely right. wife. I would have we would have ate first. Uh and <laughs> we could this whole two hour or what is it, six hour interview that we're doing right now. Hey. Hey, you know what? J nobody JB went three hours because we kept forgetting. And and you know JB is smooth. When he starts going, it's hard to get him to stop, Chris. <laughs> Yo, so man, I appreciate you hanging out with me, man. And, uh, and bring me back. Of course, of course, of course. And and uh, and like I said, next week for everybody that's watching, we have uh, Marina Franklin. A week after that, we have Finesse Mitchell. And the first Monday in uh, in August, we have uh, my man Jay Farrell is going to be on there. And I think I have two more uh, SNL cats coming on the following weeks after that. So I'm doing like a whole SNL block. Yeah, it is. so it's gonna be fun. So, so Chris, man, I appreciate. It. Go, go get your food, um, and I'll, I'll wrap up with the folks that are still watching and rocking with me, man. Thank you, everybody that was watching. Ginger, right. Tima, and Tracy Walters, and yeah, yeah, that's a lot of people. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah good. All right, B. Peace. I'll speak to you. All right, peace. peace. Yeah. So there we have it. My man Chris Spencer rocked out with us. Thank you again to his lovely wife, Vanessa, for, for sharing him for the last uh, 96. Technically, it wasn't 90 minutes because we had technical difficulties. I want to thank my man Rob Stapleton for sending Chris the text so we at least had a better understanding of what was going on uh, with his technical difficulties. Um, uh, I'll make sure Chris might not be here anymore with Kim Christian. I'll make sure that you said uh, that that he did a great job. Uh, I love you, me. Yes, you were late. If, if when you just sent a message, you said <laughs> you missed most of it, but it's it's on the page so you can check it out. Hip Hop Elise, thanks for hanging out. And yo, um, for 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 any, you know what? Um, if if y'all have questions that maybe you want me to. Ask, I'm going to start doing that. Like sometime during the week, I'm going to put up a post. And when I put up the post, I'll, I'll put something saying if uh, if anybody has questions for the upcoming guests. Again, like I said, next week we have Marina Franklin, a brilliant comic and good friend. The following week we have a um, uh, good friend, uh, Saturday Night Live alums, Finesse Mitchell. And then the following week after that, 
which I believe is August 3rd. We will have my man Jay Farrow and we'll have some fun with that because uh, because then we can we can do a bunch of impressions. And actually, August, I'm making impression month. Uh, pretty much everybody that I have on in August will be someone that you all know that does amazing impressions. So it's your man, Dean Edwards. Appreciate y'all rocking out with me. All love, two fingers, peasy. I'll see y'all next week. Stay black, all right? Peace. <laughs>